Welcome, everybody. It's the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, John McClain also hanging with us. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. All right, I'm trying to figure out who you are right now. It's not a person, it's just an occupation. If okay, you want to call rapper. it that. No. All right, wait, wait, wait. DJ. Yeah, oh, DJ, I'm a club, club DJ. DJ. I'm a house DJ. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. DJ D Mac. <laughs> nice. Yes. Cool. It's I've got fun. a record here. Um, wiki, wiki, wiki. It is Cher. Oh, you scratching? Cher's greatest hits. <laughs> cool. Oh my oh. gosh. Yeah, I love that you're being so festive. Well, you know, when you get up at four, I wasn't going to do anything too extravagant. I'm like, what can I throw together? That's you awesome. Know, it's so cute. Thank you. I think it's so fun. And if you haven't dressed up in a while, it's really, it's just really fun. In fact, whimsical. Lou Lou got dressed up in costume for the first time in, I think, 25 years. I was Uh, like, tell me the last time you wore a costume. She was like, childhood. And she was, what a, what a, you know, I'm married to a type A woman and I, and I just love her to death. Um, Like, 15 minutes prior to us leaving, she she was like, had never had any interest in costumes. There was a neighborhood costume party over the weekend. And uh, and so, of course, we were invited. And she was like, all right, let's do this. And I was like, oh, this is so cool that you're going to get dressed up. I've been getting dressed up for years because of Twin Cities Live. Sure. So we do a Halloween show. And then I co- go home, and I'm always in costume with the kids. She never is, though. So the fact that she even wanted to do it, I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then, like she does with anything she commits to, she starts doing deep research on. <laughs> she ends up deciding she wants to be Max from Stranger Things. Love and it. I tried a Vecna costume. It didn't work. It was suffocating. I ended up going as a haunted tree. Thank you very much. Anyway, <laughs> she, 15 minutes before the party, is like, we're all like, ooh, red hair. Yikes. That's not the best look. Um, and then she's, they're, they're like, the kids are like, are you going to keep that jacket? She start she doesn't dress in costumes. So she's unaware of the process of like, as you're getting dressed, people who pass by are just going to be like, oh, that looks so weird. Oh my gosh. You look so funny laughing at you. And she's like, wait, does this look stupid? Is this not working? She goes in, does her own blood makeup under her eyes and then puts in these white contacts that she got. I got to see this. I'm looking for it. She. She won the costume contest. Oh my god! She looked awesome, and she walked in with headphones on and with Kate Bush's "Running Up That Hill" playing as she walked in. I it was that. really That's great effort. Cool. You can see it on my Instagram, um, oh. D. Steve Patterson. Um, it was such a great, great look. So it was all sorts of fun. So Don, that's a long-winded way of saying my wife hadn't gotten dressed in costume in a quarter of a century, <laughs> did it and was like, oh, I forgot how fun this is, just dressing up and doing make-believe for a day. Yeah. Wow, she looks amazing. I'm really worried about her eyes. Where'd she get those contacts? She got those contacts, um, I think, on Amazon, and they're actually in her prescription. But they are, it's your prescription, but they're foggy to see through. So nothing was totally clear. And multiple people that she would have a conversation with they were like midway through, okay, this is, I can't. Just looking at your eyes, this is freaking me out. She's got the blood underneath it. The jacket uh, is perfect. She's wearing, yeah, it yeah all, it, it, she really did a great job. 
Yeah, wow, so she won go a Target Lou. gift card and uh, oh, some nice. candy. That's the contest, which was all sorts of fun. What are you dressed as, Donna? Um, ha, that's funny. I'm a groupie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, so oh. I did my 5K. I have to tell you this. Speaking of dressing up, did it with my neighbors. We went over to Susie's house. We all got ready. She bought us all tutus and socks and 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 gloves that all uh, went together. So I wore black. She wore purple. Laura wore orange, and we had jewels on our face and everything. And Fun. I decided that I wanted to write Buddy Boo on my face for mm. Buddy, just like a tribute to Buddy. And Boo, I mean, because I call him Buddy Boo, and it's Halloween, right? And it's how double, it works on two counts. Right. So I write it on my face. I make sure I do it like backwards. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, perfect. And then we're ready to go. We're running late now. And Susie's like, you do know that you wrote that on there backwards, right? I go, what do you mean? She's like, it says oob. And I'm like, no, but we were already, you know, in the car and the makeup was no longer available. There was nothing to wipe my face with. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why did you wait until we got in the car to tell me? And they're like, I don't know. You're my baby buddy, Oob. (laughs) I'm like, great. Okay. So I'm walking around with Oob randomly written on my face. So there was that. It's a typical Donna move. Typical. So close. Well, but did it feel fun having jewels on your face and oh, all that? Oh, yeah, it was great. Wearing a little tutu. Um, went out to lunch afterwards, and there was, you know, uh, a big game for the U. So we were on campus, and that was fun. Walking in, oh. here's these, you know, 40 and 50-something-year-old women walking into a bar wearing tutus. Yeah, I was going to say, the cougar <laughs> alert. On yeah. campus, cougar <laughs> alert! Totally. Oh my gosh! It, it was actually parents' um, parents' weekend. Oh, fun! So it was really cute. Like you could see all the um, the frat houses were like, "Moms drink free." Um, super cute. Oh, oh really, really fun. cute. I don't know if they um, won or not, but there you go. I think they were playing Rutgers too, which was kind of tricky for me. Oh, Jersey girl! So yeah. did you just pretend to be a mom? No, I just pretended oh, to be because you could get someone free drinks. Oh, I didn't. But it wasn't oh, at the yeah. bar; it was at the frat house. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> go there too. Oh, it's fine. Right, yeah. should have. Oh well. Yeah, what Bernie's do do? around here somewhere. Just make stuff up, and it's like, okay, give this lady another drink. So um, listen, the goal here today is to get you home. You're in New York. You, I'm in New York. The goal is to get you back so that you can take the kids trick or treating. Right. It is as this. Broadcast goes on. I'll explain why I'm in New York. When we come back from the break, I'll explain kind of what I'm doing, what I've already done here this morning. And then the second half of this radio show is either going to be really fun and exciting or, and I think this is the more realistic opportunity here, a total train wreck. Mm -hmm. I will explain what we're going to try to pull off in New York en route to Minneapolis uh, when we come back on the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. 
What's up, friends? It is Stevie Boy for Chanhassen Dinner Theater. So much fun always happening at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. I mean, it's like there's never a dull moment there. So many different things to do. Of course, you can go check out what's on the main stage right now that both critics and audiences seem to just be loving. Talking about Footloose. It's that classic 80s movie, and it comes to life on stage. The songs you know and love from the movie, wonderful choreography, lots of energy. Check it out. Get your tickets now, because remember, um, that's going to be going away in early 2023, which is not that far away. So book your tickets, ChanhassenDT.com. On top of that, they also have a wonderful concert series, all sorts of things that are always happening. Um, Let's look ahead to uh, November 3rd and 4th. They're going to be doing a deep dive into 75 songs from the year 1975. Oh, and Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, always dishing out laughs Friday and Saturday night. Improv comedy, ChanhassenDT.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, Donna Valentine here in the studio. Steve Patterson somewhere else. And look in here. Steve's in New York. You want to tell, do you want to tell us why you're in New York? I'd love to, yeah. I have nothing to hide. What am okay, I on sorry trial I blew here? Up. I'm actually in a, a room in the Live with Kelly and Ryan building that I've never been in before. They keep, um, you know, plopping me in some different places. And so I'm in an edit bay. I was going to be in this nice, fancy dressing room they had downstairs, but um, we don't get internet connection down there. So here mm. I am, tucked away. Very dark. They asked me to come out. Um, yeah, it looks very dark. And it's not as dark. You're seeing me on camera right now, and it looks like I'm, uh, you know, a hostage. It's much lighter in person. <laughs> it doesn't look nearly as uh, dangerous. But um, they asked me to come out and host their Instagram live leading into their big Halloween show. They go all out. I mean, they had like 75 costumes in the show today. They go full tilt on this. And I had done uh, a pre-show with them before on Instagram at the Oscars back in 2019 before the pandemic got shut down. So I had a little experience doing that, and I had done it one other time uh, for a season premiere back in 2019. I was out here. In New York, but this time um, was was for the Halloween special. Now, my only hesitation was that I want to be trick or treating with the kids tonight. Love Halloween, walk around the neighborhood with the kids. So when Gelman, their executive producer, called and said, "Hey, can you you have any Halloween plans?" I was like, "Well, yeah. Why don't we do whatever you're talking about some other day that week?" He said, "Well, it's actually for the Halloween show." So. Um, so I made it out here, and we just arranged it so that the flight would be at 1.30 New York time, and it would get me back like in the 3 o'clock hour Perfect. in Minnesota. But here's the deal. Uh-uh. So I'm all done with my – I don't have to go down, and, and we're not shooting anything now. It's all done. Um, and w- it was fun. We did we did 15 minutes before. I'll tell you a little bit about the, the craziness of that in a second. But at about 10.45 – I'm going to take a little break. College pop culture knowledge. We'll bring maybe maybe new guy social media Q Doug. Maybe okay. Q will come in sure. and play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, something like that. I'll go down and get in a vehicle. Um, I will be being driven. This will be safe. And uh, being driven to the airport, I'm going to try, with this mobile hotspot that I have, Mm. I'm going to try to broadcast the second (laughs) half of the show in the backseat of a vehicle. Now, I'm going to have to tell the guy in the front, you know, if he doesn't like chatty people, bad news bears here. We're doing a radio (laughs) show in your (laughs) backseat. And then we'll see. I'll update you on traffic patterns, what I'm noticing, sights that I'm seeing, and then we'll figure out if I end up getting to the airport 
on time. You never know with New York traffic. It gets a little unpredictable. Oh, what, yeah. uh, what airport? LaGuardia. Okay. Mm. Got it. Not I JFK, not Newark. I think, yeah, LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Oh, they've really um, done a good job updating that because oh every God. seat has a USB and an order screen for you to order food. I really like that. They started doing that in Newark, too. Oh, God, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And the LaGuardia Airport, they've really updated it. Like, it's really, it's beautiful what they've done out there. Um, But the interesting thing, so so I came over here this morning, got to Kelly and Ryan at about 7.30 East Coast, 6.30 Midwest. And um, we started mapping out where we're going to go. We're going to start. I started in, like, the belly of the beast, down below the ground, in this prop cage that they have where anytime they need a sword it's like look here's 30 swords we need blonde wigs great here's blonde wigs they have all of it labeled too so a very type a person in clear plastic bins you know she it was like a loo kind of a thing (laughs) i i was like this reminds me of our pantry yeah it looked like the home edit had come and uh sort of made sure everything was in its appropriate place so we start down there I put on this fry costume, this French fry costume. We're, we, one of the elevators was out of commission, so we had to walk sideways up the stairs. It was all very fun. But this was interesting. They're giving me the lay of the land this morning. And uh, and then they were like, well, Kelly and Ryan, they have like last-minute touches that need to happen with their costumes. And so Ryan uh, normally does a cut-in for the WABC local news. And then do he does one for like the West Coast for the LA uh, ABC affiliate. But anyway, like Ryan and Kelly, they're in costume last second touch up situations. So they said, well, Steve, why don't you just do the cut in? So here was the scary part. So they get, they bring me over a mic and it's like, hey, it's like 20 seconds. You're going to be talking with Ken from WABC. We'll hold up a cue card. Just denote a couple of things. It goes really quick. Point out Gelman back here, whatever. I was like, great. I can do a live hit. Done. I've worked in news and know how to do this. <laughs> and uh, then I have my IFB in. And I hear the local news guy who's like, okay, so, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, this is the, the guy from Minneapolis, right? And I'm like, oh, no, maybe I should take this earpiece out right now because I know that I'm being talked about <laughs> on a hot mic during a commercial <clears throat> oh, break. No. And I'm like, is the next thing going to be like, oh, this jabroni, that hairdo, what are jabroni. we doing with this kid? This do not... And- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going to be said? And then luckily, nothing mean towards Stevie Boy got said. We we dodged it. We did it. It was quick and uh, nice and easy. But uh, so that was a little unplanned. But that was new for me this morning. But it was fun. Did you pull it and off? It was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, it, it was. It was great. Uh, by the time I started, Don, I was getting wrapped. I was like, hey, guys, a big Halloween show today. Ryan's down there. <laughs> Kelly's down there. We got Gelman behind it. And they're rapping. Exactly. Yeah. Don, right now they're rapping. And, uh, and then their hands start getting frantic, like, go to break. Go, and we're like, oh, my gosh, okay, we're done. See you today. Ah, bye. So that, but we got all that done. And then for the Instagram Live, it was fun. We just got to um, start downstairs. And then as you come upstairs in the fry costume, all the fries fell out. I was just walking around in a big. <laughs> you were a bag. <laughs> I was just, just red, like a, a red cardboard, empty, indiscriminate <laughs> container. And, oh, my uh, God, that's so great. And then it was fun. We got to talk with Kelly. Uh, Ryan, we peeked in and talked to them. He was in his dressing room. Kelly was behind a drop cloth because mm-hmm. she was, you know, we didn't want to reveal what they were going to be uh, wearing. And she was behind a drop cloth. So it was like being at, uh, you know, confessional. Like, a, <laughs> you right. know, we're just talking. I'm standing sideways. She presumably is sideways on the other side of the curtain. So 
we got to chat a little bit there, and she was she said like she got caught in New York traffic this morning. Oh, and you know it was all like she gets here, you know, just in the nick of time to suddenly have people putting wigs on her and makeup and costumes. So it's it, it's amazing the uh, on a day like today, their show today, how much activity there is because everyone's been working on different elements of the show for a while, and uh, it was just an energy. From the moment you walked into the building, it was like, oh, it was my kind of energy of like hyped up. It's showtime, baby. Let's go, which was uh, which was quite fun. It's, it's oh, go ahead, Steve. You finish. Your I was thought. just gonna say the the, the odd thing is, um, and I don't mean to get ahead of myself, but Kelly mentions in her book that I was reading last night her first time when she started guest co-hosting back in what two thousand something like that. She was so taken aback, and I have felt the same way by how calm everyone is right before the show starts. And she's thinking, Gelman's talking to her the first time, and she's thinking, does he know that we're on the air in, in like, like five three minutes? Seconds does anyone or, yeah. know that? And now she's getting a mic put on, and it's 90 seconds before show. Everybody's calling, you know, 30 seconds in this calm energy. But today felt different because I think mm. it was the Halloween spook. It's so crazy how, how pressured people feel to participate. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're doing a morning show... If you're doing oh. a newscast, if you're the weatherman, you can't just be the weatherman today. You can't. You've got to have a clown yeah. nose on, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just so right. strange to me how everybody seems to be, like, on the same page when it comes to, to yeah. that. If this was, if this, if we were doing a TV show right now, Donna, we'd both be in full costume. Exactly. And That's I would it. hate every minute of it. I'd be I know really bitter about it. <laughs> And I love that about you. All right. When we come back, uh, if you haven't heard about this really interesting fact about Julia Roberts, she sat down with Gail King. Uh, wait till you hear what she said. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Dawn McLean hanging with us till 10. Hey, girl. Hey. A wiki wiki. Don's a club DJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and what, do you have a heart? Little, so good. Is that a black heart tattoo on your cheek? I do. I do have a a heart like little tattoo, and I thought people are gonna think I'm in a gang. Maybe that, wow. or um, what's her name that has a heart tattoo on her face? Bless her. She was um, York. No, she's my friend. Makeup on me. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> she's had some trouble. She tried to set a dog on fire in a driveway. Um, oh, Amanda gosh. Bynes, Amanda there Bynes. Oh, you do kind of look like Amanda Bynes. <laughs> no, now that you said DJ. it, okay, yeah, you're like I'm just a club yeah, DJ, radio junkie, DJ Mac, Man. DJ D Mac in the house. Donna, yeah, I that that description went a little left of center. I didn't know that we'd get to the dog. I didn't even know that about the dog. Thing. Oh yeah, nice. she tried to set a dog on fire. Oh Jeez. no, she's in a driveway. Mm. Troubled times. Yeah. Oh, no. Remember she yeah. what she told Drake? No. Yeah. Okay. I can't yeah, say. That oh was man! Wow. We we took a. She did like him a lot, but. Anyway. I do have an idea for Donna for this evening when the children come to her home. <laughs> I think just a witch's hat would be nice. I know. Just because I have a nose, right? I don't even need to do anything. I get Donna, it too. I get it. Donna, I have a nose. It's fine. We all have noses. Mine is growing though. It's very your ears, strange. Your ears and your nose never stop growing. I wish and they would. Me, hey, listen, look who you're talking to. Remember, 
I, I used to work with an editor who look at here. I'm giving you ladies my profile right mm-hmm. now. She she said, "Oh, I always know when you're coming by my edit bay." I said, "Oh, how?" She said, "Because <laughs> I'll look over the doorway and I'll just see your nose first, <laughs> She's and then the so rest great. of your body follows." What is her name? <laughs> she is She's very, friends with her me name's already. Hannah. She's Hannah. very funny. Oh my god, that's so yeah, great! So. All right, anyway, back to the show. Um, here's a deal. This I this is popping up here and there this morning because. Um, Gail King did an interview recently with Julia Roberts, and we find out something very interesting about Julia and her family. I, I have a clip here. It's about 90 seconds long, but it's interesting. So let's play it. I just want to take a step back for you, Julia, because you have two historical figures that I'll bet most people don't know this about you. Your brush with, let's start with the day you were born. Who paid for the hospital bill? Okay, her research is very good. We're professionals. <laughs> this is a, um, a, the King family paid for my hospital bill. Not my family. Not your family, but um, Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta. And how did that come about? Well, I mean, did you guys know that about Julia Roberts? <laughs> that that's what I said. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King Jr. Why did they do that? Because um, well, your dad, Walter Roberts. Yes, and obviously because my parents couldn't pay for the hospital bill, um, they, my parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop. And one day Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her, her kids could be part of the school because they were having a hard time finding um, a place that would accept her kids and my mom was like sure come on over and so they just all became friends and they helped us out of a jam yeah because in the 60s you didn't have little black children interacting with little white kids in acting school right and your parents were like come on in yeah i think that's extraordinary yeah and it sort of lays the groundwork for who you are oh absolutely absolutely was her response isn't that interesting That yes. is interesting. I just good work, Gail King, because how many interviews have we seen Julia Robertson and never heard that story? Yeah. Right. That's really, yeah, that's, really cool. That's great. You know, anytime an interviewer does just a little extra bit of research about mm-hmm. you know, something that'll Dan Dan Patrick, the radio show host, always says, find out what their hobby is or what they're really interested mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. because then you will they'll f- flip on the light switch so mm-hmm. quick of yes i've gotten really into quilting or backgammon or mm-hmm. whatever it is and then they're open and now they'll share other interesting things and maybe elaborate more on other more typical talking right points. that used to be my favorite thing to do because before the internet um i did a lot of interviews <clears throat> back when i worked in hee-haw country music Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite thing was to find one tidbit that nobody else knew about. Um, and we didn't have the Internet then. So I would just be going through magazines and watching CMT constantly and, you know, just trying to find something, just anything that you could bring up. And that was a good one. Got to give it to Gail really King. Good. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, are you where are you in Kelly Ripa's book right now? You know, I I've jumped around a little bit. Last night I went and read um the the chapter where she gets the where she gets the 
the job where they start to sort of kick the tires on her. Oh, okay. She was in All My Children, and then she was asked to go and guest co-host at one point. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to to hear some of her take of, like, coming into the live family because, as she denotes in her book, there are two entities at work on live. One is, like, the building that I'm in right now is a part of WABC. Mm-hmm. And so, WABC. And... Like downstairs, they do the news, mm-hmm. like the local news is on. But then also you have live, which is this institution, which mm-hmm. is on as well. And so, you know, coming in and like you're you're at a local studio in a local building, but also by that point, obviously, it was a wildly successful syndicated show. And so feeling like two powers, the network, as well as the local sure. folks who started the show, right. you know. And so understanding a little bit of that balance and then some of the um, some of the things that she was told on the first day of like, hey, here's some basic things, you know, for instance, um, like one of the things was don't look at Gelman on when they were on the show. And I guess they didn't want her breaking eyes with the audience at home. Right. It's it's either talk to Regis or talk to the camera. but of course, she accidentally looks over at him at one point. And she's like, "Oh, great!" Like the one thing they said. There's an old saying: "Why do the children pour molasses on the cat when the only thing I've asked them not to do is pour molasses on the cat?" You know, it's like we told you, don't look at them. So she does that at one point. But then they were saying things like, uh, "Be involved in host chat, but don't fade away after host chat. Uh, be present in the interviews, but don't try to lead the interviews." You know, all of this because you got Regis, who's this institutionary yeah, cycled yeah. through a bunch of different co-hosts as they were searching for the Kathy Lee replacement. And uh, just hearing a little bit of those dynamics was, uh, you know, interesting because you just think anyone who comes into a show like that, especially on a national stage, is there must be so much going on in your head. And they kept telling her specifically we're not looking for a permanent co-host, so don't worry about that. I think they may have been trying to relieve some pressure from her of like, sure. just go out there, have fun, um, you know, be yourself. It's a fun platform. Let's let's all make some fun TV together. And so, I, I think she had co-hosted three uh, three times, I think, and um, may it may have been more than that. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but up until like the day that she had most recently guest co-hosted, she had been told. Remember, we're not looking to hire right now, but then the network, like she gets back to her All My Children set across the city, and they're like, hey, they want to make you a formal offer. And she's like, excuse me? Didn't we just say, don't worry, this isn't permanent, we're not looking for a permanent thing? But there, I think, again, you have like the local WABC, mm-hmm. and then the network who's chiming in Which is kind of so, what happened with Michael Strahan, you know what I mean? Like... Although that's all network, going from network yeah. to... It's just very interesting. You you made a comment about, you know, the local, then the, the national. I mean, she was already a national star on a nationally right. viewed soap opera. Mm-hmm. I think she became a superstar, though, when she took over for, for Kathy Lee because... She's got a lot of personality, you know, and maybe yeah. her soap fans never realized just how much because she's always playing a role. 
Well, for sure. You can't debate, you know, the platform that you get, even, you know, as an established actor, performer, the platform that you get to showcase more of the real you and mm -hmm. connect with people right. too, you know, right. is it because before people thought they knew her character from all my children. And then when you're on the, you know, when you're on live, people feel like they know you, which she also details that and how Jersey people come up to her from all over the world. She could be in Greece at some remote cave <laughs> and they're like, Oh my gosh. Hey Kelly, you know, and they're talking to Kelly. That was a bad New Jersey accent. I accidentally went <laughs> Pittsburgh. But uh, they do their Jersey accent. Where are you from? South Jer Jer Jersey or North Jersey? South is better, she says, by the way, Donna. Well, it's prettier. Okay. North is like the city. Um, mm. But anyway, I digress. But she, I I got to read this book when yeah, you're it's done. Great. Maybe okay. I can borrow Yeah, I'll give yours. it to you when I'm done. Okay. Because I, I think she does a really, really good job. Really good job. She does. And she's got a great writing style, too. She's a, She's a good writer. Like, you feel like... It's her brain spilling out on the page. Right, like she's writing how she talks. Exactly. Well, and also, I think, um, oh, gosh, I just lost my train of thought. It had to do with, uh, oh, it's it's a little similar to what we do here. You know, like they're probably like, hey, let's grab somebody who's in the building, you know, mm -hmm. and put them in this position if we need a fill-in and yeah. then see what happens. Well, I'll tell you one interesting thing, too. Yes, you're totally right about that. You know, anytime you get asked to be a part of something, I, you know, you're always wondering, like, like I started when I started get, filling in on my talk, I was hoping that someday it would turn into something. And it did. Um, and unfortunately, it has. And no, I get it. It's a joke. <laughs> no, but here's something interesting. Um, they One of the things that they were telling her was no entourage. Like, you have to use the makeup, hair and makeup people at live, not from all my children. And then she said it was like the third day, I think. So she was like, okay, fine. Even though she was like, shouldn't I just come over ready already? You guys can touch me up, whatever. They were like, we're adamant about it. No. And then she said, I, as I remember, Reed just came to the door as he would, wouldn't talk to her before the show, would wait until they were walking to the stage. And uh, and then he said, Gelman, it's got an entourage. Mm. And she was like, it? And she was like, wait, by like it? Like, are, were you talking to me? And then he was like, save it for the air. And he, as he always was, his mantra was save it for the save air. It, but it. you learn a little bit too that, you know, they, um, their relationship was very professional. People watch it and they think, oh, they must hang out all the time and have lunch together and all that. And I, in some ways, liken it to, and I know we're up against the clock here. Um, we would have audiences come in after Twin Cities Live and ask Elizabeth and I, oh, do your families hang out and all that? Almost never. I mean, I can count on one hand and probably have a couple of fingers left over that our families were ever together. And that would have been when there were other families around. Never a never like Elizabeth and her husband, Jay, Lou and I did mm -hmm. we get together it's for dinner thing. or anything like that. But I love her, you of know, and it, and it works great on television. And, and, you know, we have a relationship off screen, but it's people think your families are always hanging out. And you're going to the park and all that. And sometimes when I would talk to her on TCL, the first time I would talk to her was on the air. When I talk to you, Donna, right. most days, yeah. first time is on the air. Exactly. Mostly because I'm like, shut up, stop talking to me. That is true. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Donna. No, just quiet. Hey, shh, 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 shh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's how I could hear the voices in my head. Um, when yes. we come back, okay, there is this new trend in wedding registry sites. And I hate it. I want to see what you guys think about it, okay? And if you see something, say something when we come right back. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun.
Unless you're talking about this new wedding registry thing that I hate. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right. Here's my beef. And it's not really new, but it's kind of new to me. You know how you can go to those wedding sites like The Knot or I don't even know what some of the other ones are. But, you know, you do your site for your wedding and there's information about the wedding and a registry, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, right now there I, I go to this person's whatever site and I'm like, what is this? This is a mess. So now newlyweds, when they get married, they basically want you to fund experiences, adventures for them. Right. So oh. it'll say um, honeymoon fund, you know, uh, donate what you like, you know, whatever you want. Um, the horseback riding. I don't know. Uh, Fido fund for their dog. Um, oh, this is great. Their gator game day fund. And. It all just says, donate what you like. Why are you doing this to me? Just say, we want cash. That's it. Say, I don't care what you do with it. Do whatever you want with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can I offer a different perspective? Yes, of course. Sorry, I blew up. You know, maybe they think that that's a more personal way of telling their, their guests you know, hey, we are looking for cash, but so that it doesn't feel so transactional and cold, here <laughs> here are the things that we'll put it toward. Like, and then and then Donna, you when you write them, I'm trying to think of you. Yeah, probably like a twenty five dollar <laughs> check. Um, then you at least you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is for the horseback riding. And then the thank you that you get will be like a picture of them on horseback. No saddle, probably. And then you'll be like, oh, that's so cool. I got to help fund this experience And when they were doing it, not doing it, but when they were on the horses, they were thinking of you. Like, Donna did this for us. Yes, queen. What, do you just want it to be some cold, just Venmo us? I Well, and it is Venmo. It actually says via Venmo. This one via credit card. This, yeah. It's just, it's unnecessary. It's like people trying to be fancy for the sake of being fancy. Just say, you guys, we have everything we need. We would be happy to. I mean, I could see if it said a charity on there. Donate to our charity. No. But if you. Well, not at your wedding. You don't need to do a charity. Your charity is your your relationship. If you have everything you need, there's no shame in saying, hey, guys, we don't need anything. If you'd like to, you know, make a donation to our honeymoon, that'd be great. No, no, no. Here's what, because listen, it's not their fault that These are, they yeah. already have spatulas and blenders and plates. So let's not penalize them for that. Maybe they've been frugal and smart and planned ahead of time and thought, let's get these things or we have them already. And so then they're saying, look, maybe we don't need a blender, another blender, but we, there are still things that we'd love to do together. And what a wonderful way to bless a couple 
you help pay for the blender, sure, you're blending a smoothie, whatever. But if you help to fund an experience for these newlyweds, you are you are helping to invest financially into the health of their relationship. This is a beautiful thing. I want to get invited to one of these weddings. I want to say we put a hundred dollars. Hey, if I wasn't in New York right now, in someone else's studio, I'd be yelling right now. I'd be having a Stevie Boy fit for a moment. But I can't because I can see a guy kind of looking at me out there. But I think that this is wonderful. This is beautiful. No, and it's, it, um, no it's, it sucks. I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> it's like, just do whatever you want with the money. I don't care. Here. Here's your money. Spend it so on whatever what you like. So here's what maybe they should do for... and I. Give me more information about the wedding and how I get there. The flight alone is like $1,200. I'm like, I'd rather give you... What are they having a Mykonos? Belize. (gasps) Oh. Belize? Yeah. I was going to go. And now I'm like, I'm not going to spend $1,200 on top of a wedding gift, on top of a hotel, on top... And I love these people. Love. Adore them. But it's just... So now... So you've already got a great deal on this because you're not going. So you already saved, let's say, three grand by the end of the airfare and all of that. And now you're all peeved because what do you want? You want them to say, here's our Venmo registry. We want to go to Costa Rica on our fifth anniversary. Help us save for that. Simplify. Just simplify. I don't need all this muddying the waters here. Here is just where you can send cash without any emotional connection. That should just be another option. Okay. For people like you. No, I don't think you need to be that aggressive with that I think you may may have liked Lou and my wedding. Lou's and my wedding. We had a uh, wedding in in Pennsylvania. And then our father and my father-in-law, TK, too short gone to buy to say, he threw us a reception in California as well, knowing that not everyone could travel out and we had already kind of reached capacity. So there was a bunch of other family back West. And when we did that about a month after our initial wedding, he put on the invitations, this is before Venmo or cash app. Mm -hmm. It just said, I thought this was nicely put no boxed gifts, please. Which means we got a stack of checks. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't have any problem with that, but don't try to like, Turn it into something it's not, right? It's a cash, it, it's asking for cash. I'm not going to say cash yes. grab, that sounds negative. But uh, we do have, oh boy, emails blowing up. Um, I wonder if people are with you or with me. I think this is a lovely way of, because if it's just cash, especially in Venmo, it can feel a touch cold and transactional. So I like knowing that we helped pay for their paddleboard lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Teresa you know said, what? Donna is right. Funding these experiences is just asking for cash. The couple isn't given a certificate that has to be used for horseback riding. Just give them cash. And Steve, it is their fault they have a blender. It didn't just <laughs> magically appear in their kitchen. <laughs> then Michelle, I'm with you, Donna. I don't want to fund someone's house, season tickets, or honeymoon. I, I don't care what they do with it. Just you just like, don't want to know. A designation is bull crap. You think they're not taking from the horseback riding fund and putting it to the honeymoon fund in general? Oh. It's just you know, it, it's it's like putting lipstick on a pig. You know, 
<laughs> Having not done a ton of shows with you recently, I forgot how dark and cynical you are. And so it's good. But on Halloween, it should come out. All right. I hear you. Okay, Don McLean, we love you and we thank you for thanks. helping thank us you, every hour one of our show. Oh, thanks. All right. DJ Rod Blaster is going to have a dirt alert when we come right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 